And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with New Age Insider's Chief of Staff, DC Matthews, and the unendorsed Doc Manson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to DDT Wrestling. I am your host, Doc Manson, at Doc Manson on Twitter. As always, I am joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, DC Matthews, at DC Matthews NAI on Twitter. DC, how about you say something nice to the crowd? Life in the fast lane. Life in the fast lane. I don't know the rest of the words, but I I think those are the only words, pretty sure. I looked up fast lane songs, and Eminem showed up, but I wasn't going to rap. So, hi, everybody. I'm your host, DC Matthews, at DC Matthews NAI. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Doc Manson. I already did the introductions. I know, but you did it wrong. I had to correct you. Oh, I see. Um, So, can I ask you a question, DC? Always, Doc. Always. All right, in which case, my question is, is this our predictions production show, or what? You bet your bippy it is. It sure seems like Fastlane is uh, on the fast track to our televisions. It's this weekend, huh? It is indeed. In, in just mere 48 hours from now, we'll be probably... Well, no, the pre-show won't have started. We'll be close. We'll be settling in, eating our pay-per-view dinner, ready for the show. Oh, what's tall, going on with that lady? The tall guy is calling me. Well, forget that. He didn't call me, so it's all over. What about that lady who does the pay-per-view dinners? Yeah, she. What's she doing this? What's she doing this month? I don't know. We should. What's ask her name? Her. Uh, Becky, I believe. At hyphen Smith, I think is her. Huh. We're we're gonna ask. I'm gonna tweet her right now and ask. All right. So, but yes, Fastlane is coming up. So let's play our favorite game. Uh huh. Mine and yours and everybody's. Wait a minute. No, wait. Oh, you have it printed. I was going to say, let's turn this around for a second. You tell me the matches. But I like usually you, know the matches. Do you? Or do you just pretend to know them? Because you've got a printout in front of you. What if you didn't do that? What if you didn't prep? What Would you know? Would you know? If I hadn't prepped, I would probably know most of them, but I don't think I would know all of them. All right. Some of these matches are a little, shall we say... Tell me how many matches there are. Um, I believe, off the top of my head, not even looking at the printout, there are... Okay, well, let me look. Seven. Now, are any of those on the pre-show? To the best of my knowledge, no. Damn it. Okay, uh, seven matches. Let me think. Okay, so there's... Um, let's start at the top. I know the top. We got triple threat for number one contender. That's Brock Lesnar, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns. Correct. One down. Okay. So I gotta think about who my other champions are. Um, Kevin Owens is the Intercontinental Champion. He is indeed. And let's see. Um, and he's gonna be facing Dolph Ziggler. Correct. All right, two in the hole. Two, two, two matches for Doc. Okay, Charlotte is the Women's Champion. She is. And she faced someone. Um, Charlotte, Charlotte versus Brie Bella. Yes, there's three. Okay, 
Bree and makes three. Yeah. So, hmm. Okay. Who's our other champions? We've got Kalisto, a U.S. championship, versus... I'm just going to say Del Rio, because I have to assume that's still the case. Bonus points if you know the stipulation. There's a stip? There's um, a stipulation. Nope. I don't know. Because um, you don't just want one of these matches, so you're going to see a best two out of three falls. Are you kidding? I am not. It would make all the sense in the world to have Owens and Ziggler be two out of three falls, but no. Let's give it to Del Rio and Kalisto. So how many is that? That's four. Cuatro. That's four? Oh my god. Okay. Um, And now you've done all the title matches. Really? Yes. There is currently no tag team match scheduled. I was going to say, what's New Day doing? Okay. Would you like to know? They are appearing on the Rated R Peep Show or whatever. They are appearing on Edge and Christian's talk show. Okay, well, if they're not on the pay-per-view, the only other thing happening in the tag division recently is Dudley's and the Usos. They're not on it either? Not right now. Okay. Not right Um, now. Are there any tag matches? Uh... Yes, two of the three remaining matches are tag team matches of a sort. Oh! Okay, I just got one of them. I remember this now. Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch versus Tamina and Naomi. Correct, there's five. Okay, and then... Okay, and actually I kind of remember the other one too. It's the Wyatts versus some people. Yes. Um, Big Show, Ryback, and Kane. That's six. Well, what am I missing? Come on. Be phenomenal and figure it out. Oh. <laughs> okay. This is going to launch us into a conversation, which is good. Good. Okay, so Chris Jericho versus AJ Styles is the yes. last match. Correct. You got him. Okay, so... For a long time, when I thought about dream matches that AJ Styles would probably never have. Because in my head, he was never going to come to the WWE. He was too old. He was happy doing his own thing. You know, for whatever reason, dream matches I thought I would never see. Chris Jericho versus AJ Styles was totally one of those matches. Now let me ask you a question. Sure. How do you feel about the matches that we saw between Jericho and Styles on Raw, and I guess on SmackDown, although I didn't watch the one on SmackDown. I liked the one on SmackDown. The one on Raw is not my definition of a dream match. Would you agree with that? I I think we need to then move this into a discussion of dream matches. It's The problem with dream matches is the same problem that you have with fantasy booking, is that you imagine it so wonderfully in your head, it can't I saw in real life. That should be a great match. Two great in-ring workers. And maybe part of it's I just haven't seen AJ Styles perform in a few years. Maybe he's lost his touch from what I remember the early days of TNA. I don't know. But the physical performance I saw in that match just is not the same AJ Styles that I have in my head. You know what now, I mean? Now, is that the fault of time, or is that the well, fault of the company for whom he is now currently working? I don't know. I'm going to assume time. 
but I don't know that for sure. Are you suggesting it's the company over time? I'm suggesting it's it's a number of factors, one of which is the fact that he's wrestling a WWE style, one of which is he's older, and one of which is he's wrestling a guy who's older. You yeah. know, I, I, he's wrestled Jericho a bunch. He wrestled Curtis Axel, which I don't think we can count. But I'm going to reserve judgment on AJ Styles until I see him with... Ziggler, Owens, Kalisto, people. So you're saying thing. though, you're saying Chris Jericho perhaps cannot hang with AJ Styles anymore. He can't have a good match with AJ Styles because Chris Jericho is too rusty. Is that what you're saying? He's too old. I'm well. I'm. You're reserving that. judgment because Jericho is not a suitable opponent for AJ Styles. Is that what you're saying? He's not the first person I would have picked. No. I mean, I maybe think... not this day and age, because again, when I talk about dream matches, I'm probably thinking more about Jericho as a young man in his prime. You know, obviously, yeah, but... absolutely. But in, and I think I think there are, are a multitude of factors, and until we see them, you know, and I think this is the problem. We're, we seem to be in an era where you wrestle the same guy a bunch, and I maybe I'm missing something, but when I think of the feuds of old. Bret Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't happen three times leading up to WrestleMania 13. They feuded, but they didn't necessarily wrestle each other. We've seen this is going to be Owens and Ziggler, rematch. Kalisto versus Del Rio, rematch. Wyatt's versus Ryback, Kane, and Big Show, various forms of rematch. Jericho, this is Jericho Styles 3. And, you know, it's not like it's been years in between them. You're trying to build this up as this epic battle when they've wrestled each other twice in two weeks. So, you know, I think there's a multitude of factors here. I think it's a different company. I, you know, I liked their SmackDown match. You didn't see it. I thought their SmackDown match was good. It did not hearken me back to the days of Styles versus Daniels in TNA. But I think it would be folly of us to imagine that Go, that that's going to happen. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I did tune into SmackDown uh, last night, but within the first uh, minute or two, I discovered that Mario Batali was not going to be announcing, and instead it was going to be Michael Cole, so I promptly turned it off. I, I, don't, I don't fault you for that. Um, now you want me to make me want to go watch Iron Chef America with Mario <laughs> Batali. I, I think that should be his name from now on. I, I, like I don't even know what his name Ronaldo. actually is. Moro Ronaldo. Yeah, that's what I said, right? Close, Close enough. enough. Yeah. Close okay. Enough. So I, I can't wait for Mario Batali to call a Nakatomi Plaza match. That's going to be Oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. All right. Well, let's get to some predictions and productions, for that is the theme of this show, though I do want to bounce around to some other topics as well. Uh, and let's start with Jericho versus Styles. Styles. Uh, you say Styles? Yeah. I'm going to say The Miz, and I think it's a, a crying shame that The Miz is not involved in this match in some form or fashion. And, you know, I know other people thought so. Jimmy, you dig, uh, thinks so as well. But why is this not a triple threat match? The Miz has been a vital part of this storyline. Why is he not in it? Maybe they're saving that for Mania. I don't know. Well, if that's the case, I would be okay with that. But, um,. Do you think I, we get will, a triple threat at Mania? Jericho, Miz, Styles? 
you know, I've been. Or are we just going to see Jericho Styles again? I've been saying for weeks now that I thought we were going to see Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania with this whole Iron Man thing. Uh, I've I've given up the ghost on that one. I don't think I think that was just me hoping for it. Well, I mean, uh, it's still possible, right? I mean, what's Ambrose going to do after Fastlane? He's not the Intercontinental wrestle, Champion anymore. Potentially so. wrestle Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship? Nope. We'll get there. We'll get there. As it currently stands, I'll take Styles as well. He's obviously got to win. But I'm hoping, and this is a just, uh, uh, you know, just a hope, that uh, The Miz gets added. Because he deserves to be in this match. He'll make it more entertaining, you know. So that's what I'm going for. But I, we both think Styles. I... You know, I, I expect it to be a good match, but I'm not sure how many all-time great AJ Styles matches we're going to get in this WWE run, however long it lasts. Yeah. How, however long it lasts. All right, which brings us to... Well, it doesn't bring us to... Now I'm going to move on to... Um, I'm just going to go in, in reverse order of how I wrote them down. This Divas tag situation. Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch uh, kind of found friends or found... You know, fighting a common enemy with Naomi and Tamina. What say you, Doc Manson? What shall happen? I'm going to assume that this is all in service of getting Sasha Banks over um, with the main event. I mean, uh, the main roster sort of crowd audience. So I'm guessing their team has to go over somehow. I would also say, you know, Naomi and Tamina do not have... Uh, a, a huge future unless they come up with a Divas tag title, which part of me thinks they should I they don't have a future in this company that involves championship gold Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch both do, I feel so I, I will agree, I think they have to win this match I wouldn't be surprised to see this brought to the pre-show although there's only seven matches so so what the heck happened with Sasha Banks coming in hot after the last pay-per-view really looking like she was going to be challenging for the title in the near future and then we take this detour into a tag match while Charlotte spends time with Brie Bella what the heck happened Daniel Bryan retired I guess so but who cares I mean Daniel Bryan retiring does nothing for me in terms of Brie Bella. The thing I'm thinking is, I've heard the rumors that Brie is going to be retiring. I mean, to spend time with, you know, uh, Daniel Bryan. So, what, are they just going to give her the title for a little bit? Let her go out on top? Uh, retire the belt just like her husband did or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'd like... What are I they would, doing? I would like to see... Brie Bella win the title, retire Monday night on Raw, and they have a little tournament that leads to a championship match. I think that would highlight the division in a way that it hasn't been highlighted in a while. I mean, what but, if that? What if the, she retires the belt on Monday night, and then it's a triple threat: Becky, Sasha, Charlotte at WrestleMania. I have absolutely no problem with that at all. You know, people online are saying that they think she'll retire the Divas title and they'll unveil a women's title. I think as long as that show is called Total Divas, we're going to have a Divas title. I agree. If they change the title to Total Women, yeah, then then we can talk. But, but they're not going to. No. Yeah. So, you know, so I, I'm okay with any of those situations. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead while we're on the subject of the women. 
I do think Brie Bell is going to win this belt. I hope she wins it and then retires. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the talk was that she's going to retire in the summer. What I do not want is Brie Bella to win this title and hold on to it for any established length of time. Can you imagine if we had a fatal four-way at WrestleMania with the three I mentioned plus Brie Bella? It would be less exciting than just having the NXT three in a triple threat, but it would be fine. Yeah, I guess. I'm not clamoring to see it. No, but I'm not clamoring to see Brie Bella, period. No, no one is, as far as I can tell, which is why... I was so, you know, sounding so flustered by the even the thought of this match happening. Um, what are they doing? I don't know. It doesn't make sense I, to me. I, Daniel Bryan was brought into the spotlight, which brought Brie Bella into the spotlight, and so there was a there was a way to do a cheap and easy story there. It gets Charlotte some heel heat, apparently. I, of course, and watched. now Charlotte Banks, whom everybody actually wants to see, just has to continue to spin her wheels. Charlotte Banks. Uh, well, you know what I meant. The lady with the purple hair. Yeah. No no diva's allowed to have the same color hair as another diva. Yep. Yeah. Not allowed. All right. Well, who do you think wins, Charlotte or Brie? I, I'm going to say Brie, only because why else would you have done any of this? The, 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 the tangential relationship to Daniel Bryan with him having retired... It's not. It doesn't make sense for this just to be a one-off match. I think he actually has to win. Mm-hmm. The only reason I could see it being a one-off match is if this literally was a placeholder. They didn't think Sasha versus Charlotte could stretch three months. They're wrong. So, well, they are wrong, but they didn't think it could. So they decided, all right, we'll put Brie Bella in there for a bit just to kind of tide things over, and then come the end of February, we can start the Sasha-Charlotte storyline. But Yeah. Do you remember when the Royal Rumble happened, and after the Royal Rumble, you pretty much had all of your storylines set for WrestleMania? No. Oh, well, I do, kind of. <laughs> those, those Fair enough. The days. Um, all right, let's get to the match everyone's talking about. The Wyatt family versus three random... I don't even want to talk about this match. Not really. Okay. The Wyatts are going to win, and The Undertaker's going to come back. Really? And then it's going to be a four-on-four at WrestleMania. I hope I am wrong. I would rather see... I am giving you an appreciative nod because... That is not the worst idea I've ever heard. I don't like it necessarily, no. but the logic is that I can appreciate the, the rationale behind that. Um, what happens let's when face happens? It. Taker has to come back if he's going to be at this WrestleMania, right? He's, it's got to be soon. Unless he comes out the Monday night. Yeah, and, which is possible. Yeah, I mean, even but, if they lose Sunday night, I'm not saying Undertaker shows up on the show. Um, it could be Monday night that he comes back, but I mean, I would rather see Undertaker versus John Cena at WrestleMania, which I still think there's a good chance is going to happen. But it's going to be great, Muda. It's great, Muda. One can hope. One can hope. Just do you have plug, anything else to say just about to the plug Wyatts? My article. Um, no, I it I am. I just get sad over and over again with these guys. Like, you I have, get it. The Wyatts don't immensely- need to win. They, they've got strong personalities. We, we've we heard them say it enough that this company doesn't care about win-losses. And, I mean, the Wyatts, their characters, 
are strong, so if that's the mentality backstage, I could see them not caring about their win-loss record at all. Um, but I just... They just... That, that, that group has done nothing but spin their wheels for the entirety of their existence. I wouldn't go that far, but for most of it. I will yeah. say for most of it. Yeah. And, you know, A little hyperbole again, on my part, but yes. Because yeah. that stuff with Taker and Kane from last year, we keep talking about it because it was so good. It was great. went nowhere. If, if, if Bray Wyatt was challenging Brock Lesnar for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania after, after a dominant performance in the Royal Rumble, we'd be having a... Well, obviously, we'd be having an incredibly different conversation. So we don't see any Brock versus Bray... That was just a random Royal Rumble happenstance. You know, I mean, if the Wyatts go on early in this show and they crush the other team, which they might, like, I, it seems like, to me, the smart money was on the Wyatts taking Lesnar out of that triple threat match. And I guess I'm going to have to believe that still happens. But, so maybe Taker doesn't come back and maybe Brock joins... And then it's four on four with Brock on that. T- I, I, I think, and this is just off the top of There's my head. There's no chance thinking, of that. I think it would be more of Brock versus Bray, and then in the undercard, Live on Kane Big Show versus Harper Rowan in some sort of Falls Count Anywhere, you know, yeah. gimmick match. I guess I could see that. Which I'm not. A, which I'm not necessarily opposed to, but. No, I'm not either. The, the Wyatts win, and yeah, we can move on. Um, yeah, and then that match. frees up. If we do that, though, that frees up Undertaker versus John Cena at WrestleMania. So just just want to throw that in there. Maybe I've moved on. I've moved from totally not happening to possibly happening. Oh, it's happening. I think we could also see Undertaker versus Roman Reigns. Nah, and there's a zero percent chance of that. You think so? What's the percent chance we see Taker versus John Cena? If John Cena comes back, 100%. Well, yes, obviously. John <laughs> Cena's not going to come back for anything else. <laughs> All right, let's move on to another match that I don't care about, and it's this U.S. title match. I'm going to assume Kalisto wins. The end. Let's move on. I'm going to assume he wins as well. Alberto wins the first fall. Kalisto sneaks away to win the second fall and then comes from behind to win because anyone under five foot ten has to be billed as an underdog for the entirety of their careers. Correct. All right. I see title. Uh, we should mention an email. We've got three emails. The emails. What? What? The emails. And DDT what's that email wrestling. address? DDTWrestling <laughs> at gmail.com. Wait, was that emails. email address DDTWrestling at gmail.com? DDTWrestling at gmail.com. Uh, dot com. Jonathan Morse at John S-U-P-R-M-N, which spells Superman with some vowels missing sends us the following. Thanks for a great podcast. If Dean Ambrose gets pushed to the main event status, what do you want to see done with the Intercontinental Championship as Dean has failed to defend it in weeks and it is kind of back to a lame title again? What superstar can return the IC title to its glory days? Glory okay. Days. 
Number one, he wrote this on Monday, and I'm going to assume it was before Raw. Yes. So, we'll excuse that part of this. Now, one thing I do take umbrage with is that failing to defend the title somehow makes it lame again. I don't think you need to uh, defend a title on a weekly status for it to maintain its credibility. Um, to some extent, I think you know saving those matches for important moments uh, can actually help the status of a title, actually. How do you feel about the rule... Rule, quotes, uh, that a title has to be defended... Once every 30 days. Like it, hate it, in between? I mean, it keeps movement going on the belts, but it's all arbitrary anyways, so I, I don't really care. I do I do think it's ridiculous when somebody holds a belt for forever and never defends it. I do think that's kind of silly. I think Mandine Ambrose was the U.S. champion way back when the Shield was still together. I think it was a problem back then. But, I mean, for a month or so, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't really see any problems with it. And given that Dean Ambrose, during that month of holding the belt, he might not have been defending it, but he was all up in the main event, being white hot with Brock on a regular basis. If anything, I don't know, I think that kind of elevates the title. You know, this guy is standing toe-to-toe with the meanest bad guy in the company, and he's our IC champion. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. And in terms of returning it to its glory days, I don't even know what that means. What, What were the what are the IC glory days? Mr. Perfect, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon. They're, they're, they're thinking that, you know. Or are you thinking Kevin Owens? Is that what they're thinking? Because we're, we're, we're talking about an audience. I don't know if this is you, John. But we're talking about an audience who thinks Sasha Banks or Bailey or whatever is the best women's champion of all time. So is he talking about the glory days of when Kevin Owens was the Intercontinental Champion? Well, they could be thinking too. You know, it depends on how far the memory banks go. If you think... Bad News Barrett or Wade Barrett is the glory days of the Intercontinental title. I feel I'm sorry afraid for I've got you. some I'm bad news for you. I'm so- ah, well done. Thank you. Thank I can't you. wait to see him in Lucha Underground season three. Season it's gonna be seven. so good. Stu Barrett or whatever he goes by. Bad News Stu <laughs> Stewart. Um, just for clarification. Today is February 19th, when we're recording this. Uh, The last time the Intercontinental title was defended prior to Monday was on February 6th in a championship match in, you know, at a live show. But it was defended on live shows, and it was defended at the Royal Rumble, which was January 24th. So it's not like that belt has not been defended. It was less than a month. Yes. It is less than a month. And, you know, I get it. The live tapings really probably shouldn't count. But no, before, that, before that, it was defended on January 5th. So Honestly, if the title was only defended on pay-per-views, which I'm not saying they should do, but if that was the time span for defending a title, that's fine. And even still, I'm, not, I'm of the opinion that I don't necessarily think a title has to be defended on every pay-per-view. So... I could see going two pay-per-views between defenses. I think you've got you've got two weekly shows that are broadcast internationally and pay-per-views. As long as it's defended at some point along those lines, it's fine. This is not the television title. You know, the television title does not need, you know, we don't need to see the Intercontinental title defended all the time. Um and if we're talking glory days, 
Dean Ambrose did a pretty good job with that Intercontinental title. As you said, he made it meaningful. So I I would say the Intercontinental title means more now than it has probably in years. Between Kevin Owens and Dan, Dean Ambrose, that belt means more than it has in years. So, I mean, honestly, I think it goes all the way back to Daniel Bryan winning it. Um, WrestleMania last year. And it was relevant then? I think so. I think he helped make it relevant. Now, I think we had a little bit of a dark age thereafter, because I think the belt passed on to Ryback for a while. And God knows I love Ryback, but I don't think he did much for that belt in the wake of Daniel Bryan. Um, I'll admit that. But then after that, you know, I think that's when Kevin Owens started picking up the and uh, that title gained steam. So I really do trace it back to about WrestleMania last year. Hmm. I think it's been a fairly strong year. Okay, fairly. Well, I I think you're right, but I think we can say the last few months more than yeah. more than mm-hmm. others. All yeah. right. Um, so we've covered. Oh, let's talk about the Intercontinental Title, Owens and Ziggler. In Owens, a, yes. Uh, so, looking at this, the only title that I think has even a remote chance of changing hands is the Divas title. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And even still, it would not surprise me for Charlotte to keep it. Just again, I don't know why they fell out there building a program with Brie unless they're just going to give her the belt. I no, think it damages I, I, Charlotte to some degree, but whatever. I think this is the definition of a placeholder pay-per-view. Nothing's going to change hands. No major things are going to happen besides having a number one contender. This is just, we need a pay-per-view every month. Okay, let's have one. Although there's not going to be a pay-per-view in March. Because technically, WrestleMania is in April. Not that that yeah. really matters. but No. Uh, so that brings us to the triple threat. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar versus Dean Ambrose. Winner goes on to face Triple H at yep. WrestleMania. What do you got, Doc? What do you say? What do you know? What do the be? Roman Reigns wins. It's the story they've been telling since WrestleMania last year. They have 12 months invested into this story. They are not going to call an audible just because Dean Ambrose has been kind of hot recently. This is 12 months of investment into Roman Reigns. He wins, goes on to face Triple H at WrestleMania. Period. Now, I will say, small percent chance of a triple threat at WrestleMania. Maybe Dean does somehow find his way involved into that match. Maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's likely. But what else is Dean Ambrose going to do at WrestleMania? I don't know. Face Chris Jericho in an Iron Man match? Maybe. I have no idea what Dean Ambrose does when he loses this match on Sunday. I have nothing lined up for Dean Ambrose. How about you? Roman Reigns loses on Sunday. I'm not sure necessarily who wins, but I'm fairly sure it is not Roman Reigns. And yes, they have been building to this, building to this, building to this, but I think WWE, for better or worse, can see the writing on the wall. And they talked about this on NAI Pod. Uh, Go listen to that after you listen to this and all of our other shows because we are DDT Wrestling. Uh, If Roman Reigns goes on to WrestleMania and wins, 
70,000 people in that stadium boo. Anybody else goes into that WrestleMania and wins, those 70,000 plus more probably cheer. So, go. So, if my small percent chance of a triple threat happens and Roman Reigns happens to win the title by pinning Dean Ambrose at WrestleMania, a vaguely heelish turn, then it's completely appropriate for 70,000 people to boo him out of the building. Absolutely. If they if they do something like that, you know, NXT has been having draws and double tap-outs and double pins. If WWE is going to take a page out of its own minor league playbook and do something like that where... You know, maybe Bray Wyatt does come out and attack everybody and leave them laying, and Ambrose and Reigns are each able to drape an arm over Lesnar and get the pinfall. Maybe something like that could happen. I think I'm more inclined to think that whatever heelish acts are going to happen, be it Roman Reigns or Dean Ambrose, happen Sunday. And my my gut says we're going to see Brock Lesnar versus Triple H, and we'll see Roman Reigns versus Dean Ambrose at, at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. Yes. How? Wait. Brock Lesnar and Triple H for the title? Yes. I mean, that... I, I Okay. that's I see that as being possible because the Wyatts are involved elsewhere. I And you know what? I love that idea... Much more than what it's gonna be. Well, and a lot of people. But, are saying, but I, you're wrong. You know what? I love the not, idea, but you're wrong. It's Roman Reigns. They spent I, a year on this. They're not going to give I, it up now. Well, There's and, no way. And, you can't and, convince me. You can't. No. Okay, that's you fine. Can't. But there, you almost you just, had me, but you can't. No. You just gave me the logic for it to happen because. Roman Reigns can come out if Roman Reigns is to turn heel. And again, this is me hoping that WWE sees reason, which, as we can see in the past, doesn't always happen. Roman Reigns can come out and say, I have been built, you know, I have been heading down this road. I have been doing this and doing this and doing this, and I'm just about to get there. And who gets in my way? My best friend. Nothing is going to stop me from achieving my goal, and if I have, if that means I have to go through my best friend to get to my goal, then that's what I have to do. So, I'm perfectly except happy to be wrong. If Roman Reigns wins, we can come on this show next week, and I will bow to your production glory. But I'm just, it it is too. I don't know. It's almost too predictable that Roman Reigns wins. And perhaps the fact that they've been building anyone but Roman these last weeks. You know, Brock's had a couple face-offs with Triple H. Ambrose has had some, you know, time in the sun. Maybe that's a smoke screen and they're just setting us up for the inevitable Roman. You're nodding, so you're, you know. But I'm going to say, and maybe it's just for radio, I'm just going to say, uh, I'll say Brock Lesnar, but I'm Roman Reigns loses. That's my instinct. So... Anybody but Roman Reigns, in other words. That's what you're saying. Anybody maybe the Undertaker maybe the Undertaker comes out, chokeslams all of them, pins, you know, Dean Ambrose despite having never been in the match, and it's Undertaker versus Triple H. For the third at time at WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, the third time. 
just in case you're curious, uh, Becky's making a 30-minute skillet lasagna Sunday night. Becky Lynch? That seems no. like a awful heavy meal to be having before you go and go into a tag match. I don't know. Well, if she lets Sasha do all the work. Fair enough. I'd let Sasha do all the work. All right. That covers the... the <laughs> ma- <laughs> that was the part where you just moved on in stride. To be honest, okay. until you started laughing, I, I didn't get it. <laughs> now you're uncomfortable. I love it. What else we got to talk about? Uh, I, I'm going to ask you the same question I, I tried to ask you during these pay-per-views. Um, when we sit down next week to record DDT Wrestling, what are we going to be talking about from Fastlane? What is going to stick out in our mind most? What is going to be the lasting memory of Fastlane? How angry we are that Roman Reigns won that triple threat match. And is you going have to, to promise me, because this is the one-year anniversary of you canceling WWE Network. You need to be on the show next week. Do don't, I? Don't make me read PWI to the fans. The neighborhood deserves better than that. Do they? I don't know, man. I've only got like 500 uh, followers on Twitter. If I had 600, I could see sticking around. But 548. You're more than halfway there. Mm, almost less than half yeah a little less i I failed math 102 yeah we know i teach math to children (laughs) um i'm gonna say looking at this i'm going to say we come out of this talking about i seems to always pop up in my head we're gonna talk about kevin owens we're gonna talk about how kevin owens is you know, is probably going to have a featured match in. Oh my goodness, she did it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Mrs. Manson brings her husband, Coco, and that crinkling you just heard on Mike—that was that was my M and M's leaving me. <laughs> ah, she traded it. I'll make you Coco, but I'm taking the M and M's. We should have seen the picture she she showed me. She said she was going to make me a molten lava chocolate cake, but you might die from jealousy. So she chose just to make the cocoa instead. I, my peppermint cookie that I had earlier was pretty good. I'm sure it was. So, But was right. it a molten chocolate cake? It was not, but that's okay. Uh, it's okay, because I'm not getting that now either. So, Well, I'm sorry for you. Now I'm sad. I, I feel I feel. Changed. I think I'm going to read an email. Go for it. Please read an email, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. This is from Pav. Pav Man Dare. And I'm not seeing a twit, so... Nope. I even posted about it and didn't get one, so we have to assume this is a podcast fan who found us just out of the love of good wrestling talk and does not have a Twitter. Hey, guys. According to Baron Corbin's logic, whatever situation I'm in where I'm pissed off with someone, is it now basically acceptable to shout angrily at them to go back to Ring of Honor? Whether it's arguments with a spouse, traffic wardens, aggressive drunks at a bar, insert situation here. By Baron Corbin's logic, it makes sense, right? Right? This has been a long-distance dedication. Now, yeah, so, um, 
Did he yell this at someone else again? I, I missed that. I saw him being very angry with Steven Regal on NXT. Uh, that was that was really all I saw. I don't believe so. I think it's just the fact that we've harped on it so much. Oh, okay. That, that no, I mean, I do. I I think it's a great character thing. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I I don't know that it's acceptable to do that all the time. But certainly on Twitter, when you're mad at someone, I think it's acceptable. Absolutely. Uh, what will also be acceptable, in fact, I'm going to assist, insist on it, Baron Corbin needs to spend the next few months as the anti-cruiserweight. Yeah, you mentioned that. So they're doing this, uh, they announced, WWE has announced, that they're doing a cruiserweight tournament or something? The Global Cruiserweight Series. A 32-man 10-week tournament where everyone has to be under, air quotes, 205 pounds, which probably means if you're 220 or less, you're in. So you think we're going to see the return of Rey Mysterio during this uh, series? I do not. I you think don't? Okay. I don't. I think we'll see a couple of returning uh, cruiserweights of our past. How about sure. the Hurricane? That would be great. He's doing something in TNA right now. I don't know what. But it makes me s- want to watch TNA. Does he do a superhero gimmick, or is he just being Shane Helms? He's being Shane Helms and wearing really like lime green leather suits or something. I don't know. He almost looks like he's back when he was in a boy band in WCW. Um, I don't know. I I watched a clip of something that happened in TNA, and it was some overweight wrestler, Grado, who is some cult hero, uh, but wrestling under a Magneto helmet calling himself Odarg the Great, and he pinned some guy I've never heard of, and then that guy's tag team partner came out to protest, and it was another guy I've never heard of. So you'll watch TNA wrestling, but you won't give progress a chance? I watched a very quick clip that someone posted on Twitter about it. I did a thing, I don't know, it was last weekend or the weekend before, where I said I was going to watch the first piece of wrestling-related content that somebody tweeted at me. And it took almost 20 minutes before somebody actually saw that tweet and sent me something. Uh, and it was, for Progress Wrestling, it was a short um, promo by a guy, the villain. What was his name? Marty I, Skrull? Yeah. Skrull? Scroll, maybe? I don't know. I've never heard of the guy. Um, Can he change shapes like a Marvel scroll? I don't think so. But you know what? It was a pretty good promo, given the low production values, relatively speaking. Uh, I like the guy. He had something. He had that it, that charisma. And it honestly made me look up the Wikipedia entry on progress to see a little bit more about it. And I even went to their website, saw that for seven fifty a month I could subscribe and watch their shows. And as soon as I saw that, I said, well, I probably shouldn't spend $7.50 on this. And I didn't. But it got me to the website. I don't know, man. I was sort of intrigued. I'm not saying I'm, not saying I'm going to, but I guess I'm that much closer. I, I never would have considered it before, but I kind of li- I liked what I saw. I don't know. I, I want to watch all of the wrestling. I do. Yeah. And if someone, if that financially wealthy billionaire would like to pay us to watch all of the wrestling, I will. But right now, I'm trying to watch Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Lucha Underground, Ring of Honor, and at some point, go back to WWE Network and continue trying to watch all the WCW pay-per-views. And even that is almost impossible, especially since I'm now into, like, hour 30 of Dragon Age Inquisition. I have a recommendation. Yes. Get a divorce. No. 
Oh, well, that was a good idea, I thought. No. No, I'm all set. My my wife has not yet once brought in molten lava chocolate cake or hot cocoa, but there is no way I'm leaving Mrs. Matthews. <laughs> Absolutely But just not. think of all the wrestling you could watch. I wore a hat she knit me for last week's show, so... Fair I, enough. I'm a, I watch a fairly healthy amount of wrestling already. So uh, I believe you mean a fairly unhealthy amount of wrestling. Well, not, you're not wrong. You are. Not. I watch Raw and NXT and the pay-per-views, and frankly, that's almost too much wrestling. Um, now, you know, if if we signed up, I don't know if we're allowed to share Progress Wrestling accounts, but then it's only three seventy-five a month. Yeah, my uh, lawful good nature sort of prevents me Ooh, from lawful good. Yeah, sorry. All right, it's time. It's time to go off topic. Um, have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, once in college, you were there. Yes. <laughs> Besides that time, <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, I played video games, plenty of video games uh, in Dungeons and Dragons with the rule sets and characters and things like that. But uh, that's the extent of it. What has been the appeal to you for wanting... Because you did play it. What is the appeal of wanting to play Dungeons & Dragons? What's the appeal of wanting to play uh, Dragon Age? I I enjoy being... Because I'm always a rogue. Because you know how stealthy I am. Like a bear. Tranquilized bear. Indeed. So uh, I, I enjoy... You know, being able to turn invisible and sneak around and stab demons from behind. And yeah, do all well, of those I mean, things. you have to understand, Bioware, before they made the Dragon Age series, um, they were responsible for earlier games in the world of Dungeons and Dragons. So basically, they wanted control over that fantasy IP. And so instead of renewing that license, they chose to develop their own world. It's really the same sort of appeal, they're the same type of games. Um, and I used to enjoy playing those types of games. Uh, Neverwinter Nights, um, the old ones, not the more recent MMO version. And uh, before that, Baldur's Gate, Baldur's Gate 2, Icewind Dale. Icewind Dale was more of an action RPG as opposed to a true RPG. But all those old games were classics. I enjoyed them all. So um, uh, I don't know if you saw this tweet I sent you. Uh, I saw a preview for Firewatch. I did see that tweet. That, that looks That's an intriguing game. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not. It's partially a walking and conversation simulator, but um, I don't know, man. I think it looks great. I was at GameStop the other day. They're selling Farming Simulator for forty five dollars. Yeah, I know you don't have a good PC, but I really wish you. I got to get you over here. Maybe there's this game I want you to play because if you think Firewatch looks good, there's this game released um, a couple years ago now called The Stanley Parable. It is, and I don't even, don't look it up. Don't look it okay. up. Because to know anything I think about this game sort of ruins it. But I would love to get you, to get video or something of you playing this game. It's it's basically, it's similar to Firewatch. It, you know, it's a walking you, interactive you know simulator. Video, but, but I will come over and we can podcast me playing it. Well, well I mean, I, well, I mean, for video, I mean... Like, uh, record video the of the game with you voicing over. Okay, I would do that in a second. I, I've kind of given up the ghost. I, my apologies to the one person. I think Ethan Colvin's the only person that really cared about DC Plays, WWE 2K16. Now I'm hooked on Dragon Age, and and I, I was just so mad 
when I realized that I recorded like 10 hours of video uh, video with no audio. I was just so mad. For WWE? Yeah. 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 Uh, so this cruiserweight thing, getting back on topic. The, yeah. This cruiserweight thing, I love it. I love this idea. Oh, this is... we ha- I'm sorry. Before we get back on topic, sure. somebody on Twitter, I think, was that Shay maybe, was talking about video games with me um, briefly, and I... They just mentioned some of their favorite games. Bioshock Infinite was one of them. That's one of my favorite games of all time as well. As well as the first Bioshock. The first Bioshock is, I mean, in terms of pivotal games of the medium, is an all-time classic that most anybody should experience, especially if you've not read about it. Um, Have I asked you what your favorite video game of all time is? Have I asked you that question? No, I don't think you have. Doc. Yeah. What is your favorite video game of all time? Duck Hunt. Were you just really inappropriate? No, Duck Hunt. Oh, okay. For the original Nintendo Entertainment System with the zapper? Yeah, I'm aware of the game. And the laughing dog? Yes. Yeah. That, okay. Not, not a bad answer. Yeah, I mean... I, I say that probably because, you know, of the childhood nostalgia, um, having fun playing that, as well as the original Mario Brothers games. And, you know, I mean, asking me what my favorite game is, honestly, that's such a hard question. There's so many different types of games in different eras and things like that. So Duck Hunt is just sort of like that one that I fall back on. But you want to talk about more modern video games, and I think Shay asked me what my top five console games were, but that's such that's even a more difficult question, right? Because what's a console game these days? Almost all console games end up on the PC, WWE 2K16 is coming to the PC, which just right. sounds like a terrible idea. Well, 2015 did as well, and that was terrible. So I mean, yeah, I mean, like the only games I can think of that even like don't the ones that don't come to the PC are just like PlayStation exclusives, like uh, Killzone or Uncharted or The Last of Us. Did Halo I, come onto PCs? Halo One and Halo Two did back in the day, so that sort of counts, right? Gears of War One did. I'm not sure about Gears of War. Too, but I think that might have as well. All very strong games. I mean, Bioshock, but again, that was on PC. Um, so it's just, it's such a mishmash. I can't just answer it for consoles, I don't think. But um, honestly, like of the modern era, probably my favorite game of all time is still Half Life 2. Okay. So I don't know if you've ever played that, but I'm eagerly uh, awaiting yes. the next Half Life. I have played it, but it's entirely possible I was playing it on your computer. Yeah, and also I understand that game is very much a relic of its time. It, it's very much it's a first person shooter with a lot of physics elements, physics puzzle elements. And this was, you know, a world where physics engines in games was a new brand new thing, really. Uh, especially for puzzle solving. So a lot of people have done it way better. I'm not sure it's aged particularly well. You go back to it now, you're probably just going to be frustrated with it and this controls like garbage and whatever. But that combined with the story, which I was interested in having come off of the first Half-Life, this big eagerly awaited thing, uh, it just, again, it nostalgia-wise, holds a very special place in my cockles. Fair enough. All right. Thank you. Thank you for Indeed. answering that. Oh, and they also, I just want to say, Shay brought up the Borderlands series, and I just wanted to mention this because I told them in a tweet that it was kind of complicated. Uh, the Borderlands games, in theory, are my best games of all time, right? An interesting art style, an action RPG, but set up as a first-person shooter where, you know, there's a billion different guns that you can collect with different stats, like a Diablo-type loot grind. It just sounds like the best thing ever, but I never got into those games. I don't know why. Something about the world and the amount of time between save spots... Uh, just never clicked for me. And then for Borderlands 2, 
this was not really the game's fault necessarily, but when I got Borderlands 2 and I played through the beginning part of it, I must have experienced a glitch when I first got the game because I played that game and nothing dropped off of the enemies except for like garbage quality pistols for like the six for the, like the first eight hours that I played that game and it made it like almost impossible and like I got to the boss and all I had was this little pea shooter it's like trying to get out of the tutorial area and it was it, it was just I eventually figured out that something was wrong and I restarted the game and I immediately started picking up other different types of weapons, and it became way more enjoyable. But I had already invested eight hours at that time, and I was so frustrated that, like, I just never got into Borderlands 2 as a result. Um, so that's my um, history with the Borderlands series, and uh, power to you. We can go back to Cruiser Raids now. Why, thanks for asking me the same question, Doc. I appreciate it. I, I don't I enjoyed, care. Uh, my favorite games, I have three. Uh, WCW versus the World for the original PlayStation. Uh, a lot of people don't like that as a wrestling game, but I absolutely loved it because they had a round robin tournament where you could pick eight wrestlers and they all had to wrestle each other, and there was like a mm. spreadsheet involved. It was fantastic. you love spirit spreadsheets. I do. I know you do. Um, Skyrim has to be. I nice. actually think I don't know if you were. If you played, but I think Oblivion is a better game than Skyrim. I played Oblivion once you got me onto this whole Steam thing back when my computer was halfway decent. I got, I liked Oblivion, um, but I had already played Skyrim, so like just the graphics looked a little oh, weird. Fair and, enough. But I did enjoy the game. Um, and then I, I have to give credit to the game that took hundreds of hours of our collective lives, which would be World of Warcraft. And that was only for the communal element, because when Thunder yeah. Beast and Loki Ron went out into the world, uh, life was good. I remember a time when we sat, and I think, yeah, we must have been living together at that point. It was like 12 hours of just yeah. consecutive playing. That game was, back in the day, an awesome, awesome experience. Yes. Part of me always wants to go back and try it again, but I think I would just try it for like five minutes and then just throw my computer out the window. Yeah, I'm pretty much... I don't think... I'm ruined on MMOs for the rest of my life. I played a ton of them. What I am not ruined on are cruiserweights, so let's get back to the actual theme of the podcast. I'm sort of ruined on cruiserweights if this series is simply the return of Joey Mercury and Scotty Tuhati and... Tajiri. The hurricane and Tajiri and what other notable cruiserweights am I missing? Uh, what's that guy with the... Jimmy Wang Yang. Jimmy Wang Yang and Funaki and... Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, I think we're, you will be pleasantly surprised. I think this is going to be... There will be some nostalgia in there. Um, there will be just some NXT and WWE guy. You know, Finn Balor meets the clarific- the qualifications for this. Uh, Hideo Itami meets the qualifications for this. I'm not selling you on it. I get that. I right don't now. care about Finn Balor. I know. I know. And um, his little speech on NXT this week about being wh- ready okay. to okay. defend the championship, doing it better than anybody else. I, I don't. I'm not buying it for a second. Not for one hot second. Please, please, please 
tell me why it feels like these people, like somebody is standing off to the left or right of the camera with the world's largest cue cards. Because they are. But why are they doing that? Why is NXT now insisting they all read off of cue cards? It's awful. It's terrible. It's the worst promos. That lady there, I forget her name. Diana Perazzo. Her promo was so clearly off of a cue card mrs manson commented about it yes. she really did what are they looking at if it's not a garbage card? it's somebody so said, bad somebody said oh you know triple h is probably telling them you know just to look off camera it's okay why would you not look into the camera i am looking into the eyes and the soul of the person i am talking to not when i do this i'm not talking to the door right now it's Oh my, it makes me absolutely crazy. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Worst thing on NXT, for sure. Yes. And Mojo Raleigh's still on the roster. Hey, now, I like Mojo Raleigh. No, you don't. He's cute. Shut up. No, you don't. <laughs> um, hey, bro. I don't get hyped. I stay hyped. You know what my fever dream is? My fever nightmare waking up in a cold sweat is that Mojo and Ryback are going to form a tag team. And I'd love I, to see it. It'd be so good. I, I just posted something. I posted something because, uh, very quickly, uh, Road Warrior Animal has a son who's a professional football player, just got released by the St. Louis Rams today. And so I was like, oh, maybe he'll go into wrestling. Maybe he'll be the new Road Warriors. If Ryback and Mojo Raleigh ever come out as Road Warrior Mojo and Road Warrior Ryback, I'm done. Speaking of the new Road Warriors, we have an email. All right. From Magnum NAI. Good old Magnum. And he writes, DC asked on Twitter today about making someone else into a new Road Warriors. As a comic book fan, that got my wheels turning about legacy characters. For those that aren't familiar, a legacy character is one where more than one person has been that hero. For example, Batman has been both Bruce Wayne, John Pond Valley, and Dick Grayson over the years. Inappropriate use of the word both. <laughs> the same is true with Steve Rogers, Bucky Barnes, and Sam Wilson as Captain America, along with many other examples. So now to my question. Who would you make, in today's wrestling world, into... Legacy characters. New Road Warriors. New Major Boy. New <gasps> Undertaker. Etc. Sent from my iPad. Magnum NAI. I feel like every time you do that, I need to come out with a new love song. I think that's going to be... <laughs> every time Casey Kasem makes an appearance, I will start singing a new love song. You know, everybody hurts sometimes and be reminded of all the middle school dances when no one loved me yeah nobody um, could love you now you know I, who would you make in today's wrestling world into legacy characters um, I just want to point out they've done this yeah. they did this uh, new Diesel new Razor Ramon Yes. Now, I would I would argue that those are not legacy characters. That was in response to Kevin Nash and Scott Hall leaving. So you're going to say that a new Nature Boy and new Undertaker aren't essentially the same thing? I mean, these guys are active on television right now. And quite frankly, 
They have a new nature boy on television right now. Her name is Charlotte. Well, and you could argue they have a new Undertaker. His name is Bray Wyatt. They've just done the exact opposite of what they did with the Undertaker. What if we got? What if we made a new Undertaker, but he lost a significant amount of the time? And if he just talked all the time? Yeah, absolutely. So. Nude Road Warriors. What do you think the Ascension is? I mean, That's you what know, everyone says. But poor Road the problem, Warriors. The problem poor. is. The problem is... It's just the fact they've got shoulder gear. That's all it is. Well, That's and all. the problem That's... is, the, road, the, the Ascension came out and talked about how they were better than all of these teams. I want someone in the spirit of... And I want actual road warriors. I don't want imitations of... Because we could go through, you know, Seth Rollins is the next Shawn Michaels. Roman Reigns is the next Rock. Dean Ambrose is the next Steve Austin. We but I think to Magnum's point, though, it's not about, you know, taking the essence of those characters and making a new character out. It's literally... Yes. Having someone else take the mantle of Batman, someone else taking yes. the mantle of and that's and that's what the I'm nature saying. And, and, and I've seen and heard discussion about how the Undertaker should be this eternal spirit that, for twenty five years or so, has possessed the body of Mark Calloway, and so it will eventually leave his body and it become in the body of someone else. Please God, not Baron Corbin, and. You know, then that person just becomes the Undertaker, and not even the for new years. I was hoping that Roman Reigns was going to be the new Undertaker. He'd never have to speak. He's got the long hair. He'd look good as it. He looks good in black. Um, what more do you need, really? I don't know personality that could help, I suppose. Acting ability but, as know, well, and, and I and I don't want the new version. You know, we had the new Rockers with Marty Jannetty and Leaf Cassidy, who went on to become Al Snow. We had the new, you know, we had the new Road Warriors or Road Warriors two thousand. I would want two guys to come out, Road Warrior, and they wouldn't have to be Hawk and Animal, but Road Warrior, whatever, Blade, and you know, Slash. Or I will that. say, out of everybody on the roster, the closest example to this, I do think, is Charlotte. She is. T- they haven't said the term, you know, Nate, in reference to her. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, pff, for all extents and purposes, if she comes out there next week and tells me to take a ride on her space mountain, uh, I'm not going to be surprised, nor am I going to refuse. You know what I mean? Stop it! <laughs> Stop it right now! But in all fairness, she is well, like a her, carbon her, copy of that character. Her finishing move in NXT before the figure eight was the natural selection. Like they, you know, Nature. they addressed right. it. They addressed it. Um, you know, so I think that's the closest example right who now. Who would I like? All right, so yes, I think she's the nature girl, if you will. Um, I'm not sure. You know, you'd have to think about, you know, and it has to be characters with that kind of either a, a definitive nickname, a legacy nickname like Nature Boy. You know, or... th- th- oh, th- thinking about this for a second, just thinking about th- this gender reversal. I-, I don't know why. Maybe because I'm staring at the Undertaker. What? What if? What if the essence of Undertaker were to go into Page? What? If, what if that character were to transfer to the Divas Division, and then we were to have this female Undertaker? You know, stalwart for the next twenty-five years. Because is that possible? Could that possibly work with genders reversed? Nia Jax. No, thank you. Okay. She's terrible. Um, I think it could. I, you know, I, I think it could. I think you could have. I don't think it could be Paige, though. I think it would have to be someone 
whom we've never seen before. But absolutely, you know, I think you could. They're never going to call them though the Undertaker, but they would. They could reference it in some other way, you know. Um, As for you know, I'd like to see the Road Warriors or some such you know something of that ilk. Uh, You know, I think it does make sense to be uh, you know a legacy in the sense of. James Laurinaitis, who is the son of Road Warrior Animal, teaming with you know some other second generation superstar that perhaps we've not heard of yet or we're not aware of, and you know I think that would be just fine. So that's a hard question because you know it, it, it makes you think about which what are the characters. Maybe this is a question: What are the characters that could the, this could happen to? Road Warriors, Nature Boy, Undertaker. Can we see another Cactus Jack? No. Is Noelle Foley going to become a wrestler and she's Cactus Jane? Nope. Are what about... Ah. S- um, uh, well, I mean, we already have the giant, right? I mean, yeah, taking well, on the mantle there, of Andre. That's, that's a very good point. You know, Vader's got a son who's going to be a wrestler. Are they going to strap a weird piece of headgear on him and call him son of Shockmaster? That would work, too. We have son of Havoc in Lucha Underground. Maybe he's son of Vader. Maybe. So I would like to see that. That that just appeals to my B movie geek roots, Son I of was, Vader. That I sounds that, great to me, I actually. I actually think that would work. I talked that's myself got some into play. it while just describing it. Yeah, that's got some Vader. play. I like that actually. So, you know, I'd like Son to of that. Man Kind. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, son of no, Vader, I could son see of it. Mankind. Son of Taker. Yeah. I don't know. It's got the, some of the, it's got legs if done correctly, but we gonna, it does we seem like it's the sort this. of thing that the audience rejects more so than they would do in comics. I do. I I agree. We saw this a little bit in NXT. That guy Marcus Louis, when his hair got shaved, there was a while where he was acting a lot like, you know, kind of a Kane character. He could have been son of Kane, and yeah. you know, put a mask on. We could have seen that little Kane. Yeah, mini like Kane. Little H, Charles Tiny Robinson. Kane. I miss Chris Candido. I I have let's let me ask you this question I want to go back to cruiserweights very quickly at the end but let me ask you this question you tweeted you know first wrestling related thing that gets sent to me I'll watch Um, what if Chris Candido's ex-girlfriend Tammy Sitch aka Sunny what if her most recent video had been tweeted at you would you have watched that it's wrestling related (sighs) technically I'm going to say yes. Yes, I would have watched it. Don't give people ideas. Bad DC. Bad. Now I'm scared to ever do this again. (laughs) I was going to say, that should be something you do every weekend, like every Saturday morning. I was thinking about making it into a weekly thing, but now you've ruined it. Now you've ruined it. I could have said China's sex tape. Would that have made it any worse? Better? I still would have watched it, I suppose. Because, again, lawful, good. I mean, maybe that's not so good, but I said I was going to do a thing, and then technically it's wrestling-related, so I'm not going to go back on my word. So you heard it here first. I don't know. Technically. Get your, get your uh, speed. Stop it. Speed links Do ready. not encourage people. Um, going back to the cruiserweights, and then we should probably get on out of here. I do think that you're going to enjoy the cruiserweight tournament. I think... Triple H, since this is his baby, uh, is going to bring in some wrestlers that we probably have either heard of or, you know, this guy, Marty Skrull, 
it's possible a guy like that could show up, or Zack Saber Jr., who is an internet darling, uh, British cruiserweight technical wrestler. Um, I think we're going to see some guys like that who are going to come in and make this a whole lot of fun. I don't think it's going to be Jamie Noble. Now, granted, I'd love to see Jamie Noble in this, but it's not going to be Nunzio versus Psychosis, and it feels like sure? we're back in 2003. I think some of it will be. There's 32 people. Rob Van you know. Dam. I think we're going to see... Eddie Guerrero. I think we're going to see... Who? Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> Bad Doc. Bad Doc. <laughs> okay, fine. Chavo. No That's chance a, of that. No. There's zero um, percent chance We're, we're not going to see anyone under... Uh, I believe it's nobody under American TV contracts. So we won't see anyone exclusively signed to Ring of Honor. We're not going to see Ricochet. Don't even think about it. Um, my guess is Manic? we're going to see... We're going to see Sick Abyss. Jesse Sorensen? I don't know who that is. He's been on... NXT a couple of times now. He okay. was the guy who was in TNA who got seriously hurt by Zima Ion, and he was oh. working an office job for years and years and years until they fired him. I love Zima. What a delicious beverage. Zima Ion is a terrible wrestler. I don't know. Who I don't that care is. for him at all. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see 16 WWE slash NXT guys. There will be eight nostalgia guys, and then we'll have eight guys brought in from around the world who will make the tournament worth watching. Nakatomi Plaza? If he wasn't 230 pounds, maybe. Oh, God. No. I think we'll see Jushin Liger will be back, I'm sure. Um, You know, you'll get a guy like Zack Sabre Jr. There's a guy who was on the most recent episode of Ring of Honor TV named Jason Kincaid. I would love to see more of him. He looks like Eric Rowan's uh, more redneck little brother. But he was amazing. Mrs. Manson was flipping through the channels, and apparently we get Ring of Honor. It's on um, Nessun, maybe? Yes. Yeah, we didn't realize it, but we actually... She turned it on the other evening, and uh, apparently she saw War Machine, and she was like, whoa, these dudes are serious. You you should watch Ring of Honor. It's it's pretty. I'm back into it now. I'm watching on a weekly basis. It's pretty good. And Jason Kincaid, I I'm a fan. I'm on the Jason Kincaid bandwagon now. Now that I know so. we get the channel, I might just set up the DVR. So we'll see. Yes, yes. All right. Um, so I think the cruiserweight tournament will be enjoyable, even though it's going to be won by Neville. I can already tell you that. Some people AJ on Styles. NA, people on NA AJ Pod, Styles. AJ Styles. I. Don't know that he's gonna meet the weight requirement. AJ Styles. No, Neville. AJ this is Styles. Neville's. This is gonna be Neville's thing. This is Neville's. Only this is thing. the way that we're going to be distracted from the fact that AJ Styles is never going to win the WWE Heavyweight Championship. They're gonna proclaim him the best cruiserweight in the world. Parentheses meaning you're not good enough or big enough to hold our real. Title, but we're gonna give you something, little man. End parentheses. Signed, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. That's what this entire thing is about. Guaranteed. 100% money is on it. There you go. I think we see Neville versus Zack Sabre Jr. in the final, and Neville wins, and it's his moment in the sun. People said Kalisto. Kalisto's Who? U.S. champion already. He's fine. But why would they give Neville the spotlight? They don't care about Neville. Because it's on the WWE network that in Vince's mind, nobody's going to watch anyways. 
So give it to the one guy who nobody cares about. Neville's the your, Neville's the epitome of the flip flop and fly guy that Vince McMahon's not usually a huge fan of. So let him have this. This is fine, and then we'll focus on other things. AJ Styles. Okay. All right, my friends. It is that time. It is that it is. time to bid you a fond farewell. We say adieu to you. But before we go, yes. What's your piece of positivity? My piece from this of week in wrestling. Positivity from this week in wrestling. Let me think for a moment here. Trying to remember NXT. Nothing's coming to mind except those stupid promos where they're looking off to the side. Uh, the Global Cruiserweight Tournament. This is something that Oscar had a good match. She did. Against that great promo girl. Yeah, whatever her name is. Um, The Global Cruiserweight Series. Knowing that we're going to get the chance for 10 weeks this summer, I'm going to be able to sit down and watch excellent cruiserweight wrestling being introduced, hopefully, to stars that I haven't had a chance to see. Uh, I'm excited for that. So that is my piece of positivity. That is what WWE Network should be. What about you? Uh, I think I'm happiest about Kevin Owens picking up the Intercontinental title again. Uh, he was a very good champion last time. Lots of great television. I'm looking forward to seeing what more he does. In an ideal world, he doesn't even hold, have a chance of losing it until SummerSlam. I like, think. We, we get a good six-month run from him as Intercontinental Champion, and he's main eventing WrestleMania 33. That's, yep. that's the idea. All right. Those are two very positive things. I, again, you know, a lot of people are... are Getting back into the complaining online, we, we, we go, we, we're such up and down fans. You know, things are good, things are bad. Things are good, things are bad. But I think we're still headed in a positive direction. I Absolutely. Think, I think Fastlane will be good. It won't be super memorable, but there's 12 pay-per-views a year. It you doesn't know, have to you, be memorable. You said to me that I can't cancel my subscription after Fastlane. And I don't think there's any chance of that this time. Regardless of what happens in the main event scene, last year there was nothing going on that I cared about in WWE mm-hmm. um, outside of what was going on with Daniel Bryan, really. And for them to now have all these strong players in place, I want to see what Brock Lesnar does. I want to see what Dean Ambrose does. I want to see what Kevin Owens does. I want to see what AJ Styles does. Um, regardless of how badly they mess up the WWE heavyweight title thing with Roman Reigns, there's plenty that I still want to watch. I, I think that's true. I think that's true. WrestleMania is going to shape up to be a very good pay-per-view. And even if you don't like WrestleMania, and that's fine. Find your happy. You are going to want to watch NXT TakeOver that weekend. There is going to be wrestling under the WWE umbrella that we are going to fall in love with. And I can't wait. So I'm excited excited. for Fastlane. I will see you all, including you, Doc Manson, on the Twitter on Sunday to tweet out our thoughts on Fastlane. And when we meet again one sunny day next week, uh, hopefully we'll be talking about some pretty exciting things. So, this is Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. Get him to 600 followers, folks. Get him there. Get him there, I say. I am DC Matthews, at DC Matthews NAI. My friends, I bid you adieu. We are Gaffigan's. Jim Gaffigan? Indeed. Yes!